Welcome to the Boston's Big Four podcast. New news about music and sports every week, sometimes. All right, we're live. Episode 61. We're live everywhere now. Yeah. Former Patriot Jarvis Green is with us. Spent eight years with the Patriots, two-time Super Bowl champion. Um, owner of Oceans 97. Owner of Oceans right, 97. Uh, fourth most postseason sacks in Patriots history. He once put Peyton Manning on his ass three times in an AFC championship game. That's right, baby. Yes, yes. And he is here with us today. And uh, we are happy to have you. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Guys, guys, thank you thank for inviting you. me. Uh, it's an honor, it's a privilege to come on here and talk about some New England sports. Yes. Even though we got some tough times with COVID-19, but we always could talk about sports in the meantime. Right. Exactly. It's been sports. it's been nice kind of uh, – it's, it's given us some time. You know, like as Boston sports fans, we've, there's been a lot of success these last 20 years, especially with the Patriots. Um, it's kind of yes. given us time to take a step back and, and watch some of those old games and kind of reflect on all the all the greatness that we've that we've been able to witness over this time because you, you forget sometimes. So that part yeah, of it's do, been you nice. Do. You know, you know what what you just said is you're right because everybody's at home watching TV right now, but I know a lot of people everywhere else is pissed off because most of the games are the New England Patriots. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, so, I mean, nobody's watching Detroit. Nobody's watching, you know, the Vikings. You know what I'm saying? They're watching the New England team. So, right. So I, I get texts all the time from all my friends saying, man, you're on TV again. Y'all on TV again. You're on TV again. You know? <laughs> yep. So, I'm sorry. You know, what you want me to right, do? Right, right. Yeah, you, exactly. you played in a lot of big games. A lot of big games. Yeah. So, uh, eight seasons. That's that's a long time for anyone to last under Bill Belichick. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. what was it? What was, what was it, it like? that, that uh, what was it like? And, and why were you able to stick around so long, do you think? Besides, um, besides your talent on the field, obviously. Man, I, I'm going to say this. My first year and a half, I was, like, so nervous and tight. And because I know, like, just mentally, I had to find myself. Yeah. Because when I left LSU with Nick Saban, it was, I guess, an up and down for me for my four years that I played on the field. Um, and then Saban, when he, my, when he got – when Saban got to LSU, I was going into my junior year. I had, I just had I just came off of two seasons, fifteen sacks, thirty TFLs, hundred tackles. I was on Mel's Kuiper number twenty pick first round. Nobody knows that. That was that was a long time ago. And then Saban came and changed the entire defense. We went to a three four defense. I'm sorry. It was a four three defense, but it was a two gap old school defense compared to my first two years at LSU, we ran off the ball. And I can remember my I had a few meetings with Saban because we kind of went at it a lot, but I was like the guy that he sat down with like once a week for my my two years in, in LSU. But Saban said something to me about, hey, man, you played too slow. And I'm like, slow? After all these stats? So the, the, the day I graduated from LSU, he was at my graduation. I said, coach, why the hell you told me I played too goddamn slow? <laughs> and I, I'm like, Look at, look at my numbers. I, I played ball. You know, I made plays. He said, no, nah, I didn't mean the way you play. I meant the way you read the defense. I'm like, well, son of a biscuit. Why you couldn't tell me that? So that messed my head up 
completely because you got one of the greatest coaches, well, greatest right now of all time. And at yeah. the time, he wasn't that great, but he was getting there. But but everybody respected him because he came from the, you know, he had the NFL background, you know. So th that happened. Then going to New England, oh, man, I got to tell you guys, like I was making seven to nine mental errors every game. Romeo Cornell was the defensive coordinator, right? New England just won the Super Bowl. And I had so many issues. You know what changed that? The AFC Championship game, 2003 against Peyton Manning. Yep. When I got those sacks, yep. confidence is everything. That is, that, yeah. That, those, shot, that's that guy you plays. go. I was watching that game a couple nights ago. Those were huge plays. Yeah. Huge plays. And look, the clip y'all got, I love that clip, man. Yeah. I saw it. That was a great clip. Yeah, we were saying we need more. Uh, there needs to be more driver screen highlight tapes on YouTube. I know, man. And look, <laughs> today, today, Nikovic put something on Instagram today, right? Yeah. I don't know if y'all saw it, but it showed it showed the top ten Currys in one year from a Patriot player, like all time. He okay. was like number. I, I think all time in the last so many years, he was he was number one at sixty nine, right? Yeah. I was at 51, and I'm like, I had no idea. Yeah. Technology and stats. But then I said, you know what, Nakovich? Guess what? That year we went undefeated. But also, that same year, I started 10 games. Because that's year we went, you know, Seymour was down. But yep. when, Seymour came, when Seymour came back, the last six games, I played 20% of the snaps. And then the playoffs came, and then I didn't get out of the game. And I'm like, Nakovich. I got 51 pressures, and I played pretty much, you know, he started every game. Right, you know, yeah. I was, I, was, I was kind of talking shit a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, like yeah, I, I said, you, you think, have, you know? uh, like I said, you have the fourth most postseason sacks in Patriots history, which is, is oh, really? pretty. Oh. You didn't. No, no. See, when you said the fourth, I thought you meant LSU because LSU, I'm fourth all time. You have fourth all time at LSU. With the Patriots, you're fourth. You have the fourth most postseason sacks. The only now, guys ahead of you, uh, I got to look at The guys ahead of you are William McGinnis, Mike Vrabel, and Ninkovich. Damn, that's pretty good. I was a backup, man. Right, Come that on. is. Yeah, hey, you were doing it. That's very good. That's this incredible. Man, a bottle of champagne. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So that's how much? How much did you learn from Richard Seymour? You want me to be honest? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Well, <laughs> I might, I might, I might get an email, or I might get a Twitter, a DM box from Richard. Somebody <laughs> tell him this. So me and Richard, I saw Richard from the Super Bowl. We hugged, we yeah. hung out, we talked. Me and Richard, he's gonna respect me for this. We used to fuss and go yeah. at it every day. Okay. I was probably look playing for New England. You know, we, we call it company.com, company guy. we always company guys. We had conflict in the locker room, but you'll never know. So it's on the field. We got to go to work, right? Right. Yep. We got something to build. Me and Richard, man, for those eight, seven years, he went to, he went to Oakland after that. Those seven years, I mean, we, we used to go at it. We used to bicker. I mean, all the time. Yeah. But it got, I think it, my second year, a third year, it got to the point that I remember. I remember one game, he was uh, he was he had a long drive, and I, I know he, he was tired. And I remember Coach Pep 
You hear me saying, Green, look, 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 look at Big C, look at Big C. He's going to be tapping his head. So, and then one time he got out, and he didn't even have, he didn't even do like a substitution. So Pepper did the substitution all the time. Man, Bill was so freaking mad. Bill went over there. He said, Pep, get your freaking guys together, okay? What the? <laughs> Keystone Cubs, blah, blah, blah. And after that, me and Richards, me and Richards substitute ourselves after that. Okay. We didn't have to ask the coach. Richards said, I agree. When you see me tapping my head, come and get me. Yeah. We just had an understanding in the next five years. We didn't ask anybody to say, hey, can I go get them? We just did it ourselves. Yeah. So that was no professionalism. But me and Richard, man, we used to go at it all the time. Practice. We're going to be doing walkthrough, drills. I mean, we talking shit. Like, right. You Did know, you find that to be constructive it. at all? Or, like, were you guys feeding off each other's energy? Or was uh, was this just straight competitive? It was competitive. But, I mean, I was never a guy to say, I want your position. And he knew that I didn't want his position. He knew that. But See, because that's what I, I was mean, thinking. I was thinking maybe he was afraid you were you were coming for his job oh, or something. Oh, no. No, yeah. never, never. Yeah. Richard never felt no, never, no. Okay. See, that's, 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 that was crazy because when I went on the field, I played my high level intensity. I mean, Richard's a pro bowler, man. Richard's 6'6", 320. He brings the noise. Yep. He's a hell of a player. I, and I possess something different when I go in the game, but I know when I went in and substituted for him, it wasn't like we had like a layoff, you know? Right. So, yeah, you just had a different was, method of attack. That's right. Thank you. That's yep. right. So it was never like I want your job. I don't. I didn't want his job. Yeah. His job was perfect, but the way the defense was set up and the way Belichick and, and the way they brought the different players in, because everybody yep. to me on the team had a niche. Everybody right. had a niche. It that's what made those defenses was, so great. That's right, and it wasn't like you could go like 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 uh, like the coach like like uh, San Diego. Some of these teams, everybody's waiting for that one guy to make a play. Yeah. New England, it was never like that. Right. You know, we were waiting, we were waiting, not waiting. We were all trying to make a play. You know, so that's one thing that that I do respect and love about New England, the guys in the locker room. I mean, Brabo, Brewski, Pfeiffer, Ted Johnson, you know, Ty, I mean, Ben Seymour, myself. Yeah. I mean, those guys. Junior say, I mean, so many guys, you know, Nankovich. Well, when I was there, Nankovich was young, right? He right. Came from the, so he was was finding his way to get to the top. But yeah. I mean, even like him, he used to come out there, and he know he wasn't he wasn't on the roster, but that used to bust his ass every freaking day, man. <laughs> every yeah. day. And then you know, it's a little different in New England because like, after we get done with like practice, and then we go do some other team drills, you know. Just to just to get better reps, right? This right. Is a yeah. game that you get high reps, but high intensity, but but try to be perfect every time. No such thing as perfect, but close as possible. You know. Exactly. Cool. Uh, what other question y'all got? So, uh, <laughs> so, so your rookie year, um, yep. two thousand two, you guys went nine and seven. Oh, I remember that, that year. Yeah. yeah, and that kind of is – a lot of people forget about that year. That's kind of the one um, – well, it's the one time they haven't made the playoffs uh, in Brady's yeah. career, other than the time yeah. he was injured. Well, right, when Matt Castle was the starter. But that year, right. we went 9-7. and seven. 
I think Brett Ford messed the game up or something. I remember that. Lost. I remember that. Yeah. Yes, we I remember that. Gonna, Brett Favre on gonna, the Jets, right? Yeah, we kept yeah. he gonna screw this shit up. He gonna screw right. it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's in the locker room after the game watching it, and nobody was going anywhere. Our yep. family was waiting for us, and we was like, 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 what's going on? Well, yep. we're waiting on Brett Favre. I remember watching that game. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yep. So, uh. But what was it about that? Because they won the Super Bowl the year before. What was it about that team that caused you guys to struggle? And then what was it about the next year that you were able to bounce back and become this great team and win two Super Bowls in a row? I, I, I think, well, like Bill said, once you win the Super Bowl, you have a bullseye on your chest. Yeah. You know, they gave you the, they gave you the toughest schedule. And that's where champions are made to see how you bounce back and play the next year. Always, like you always say, it's great to win the game, the big game. But what can you do next year? You know, we just right. you know, stank and, and not even make the playoffs. And for me, it was more like a, it was a whirlwind. I mean, it happened so quick. Um, I think we just, you know what? I know what it was. We weren't making the big plays. You know, yeah. it, was, it was all by inches, you know, missing this. I get the first down, you know, third down. I don't know how good it was. I wasn't really a stat guy that, when I was that young. But I know Coach always talked about it, it was inches. We, we barely did this. We barely did that. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. And I think from that year, I know the offseason was crazy. We made some deals, and we worked that's, out. That's when so, Harrison came in, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, that's right. Yeah, After the right. 97 year, right? Yeah. So – my question is, wait, 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 wait. So, Lawyer Malloy, did he leave? What year Bill he, he, left, he left after, after 01. Or, or no, after 02. After the Super Bowl, right? After yeah. Because you, did you play with Lawyer? Uh, no, I think I just had training camp with him, and I wanted to. I was upset. Right. I, wait, yeah. I, I thought Rodney came in the year we went 97. Oh, that was the year after. It was the year after, I believe. Wait, so I did play a lawyer. Yeah, I did. Okay, for one year, yeah. Damn, I, I don't, I don't even remember that. <laughs> hey, look, hey, look. Okay, Brian College training camp. Yeah. My year, we had we had seven guys, right? It's one of the smallest draft classes ever, right? Like yeah. I remember every year they had this Ferrari and Lamborghini lined up in front of in front of the dorms at Brian College, and we had our friend of ours that was washing them. Well, he's he's my friend now. But he, but he was washing their cars every day. I'm like, who do you damn cars for? You know, for it's for Lloyd Malloy and Ty Law. They walked around with fur coats on all day. It was so funny, man. Was, <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, good times. So yeah, I know so you were. Oh, you go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, well, no, you go I ahead. Know Rod- <laughs> I know Rodney came in, and I, I was just upset because, I, I mean, I looked up to Lloyd Malloy to watch him when I was in college, man. I used to watch him when he was in college at uh, Washington, you know, yeah. at, at the Huskies. So he was a hell of a player. And then when, and then when, uh, when Rodney, they talked about Rodney Harrison. We was like, man, that's going to be a hell of a secretary. Rodney Harrison and Lloyd Malloy. Now, I oh, didn't yeah. know about the business side. I guess the money, right, and everything else, you know. Exactly. That would have been sick, though. That would have been I- sick. I know that really that would have been. I mean, talk about two two punishing guys in the back in the backfield, you know? Right, but I mean, they probably do the same thing, though, right? Same position, right? I thought I thought so. Oh yeah, you could. Yeah, and especially if anyone could, like Bills, 
Bill's a mass amount of putting guys where they need to be, you know? Yeah, that's a lot of talent. Or at least, yeah. at least, at least that's what it looks like from here. You might have, have. No, you're respect. right. No, 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 no. no. You, Bill, Bill is like, I mean, General Patton, whatever you want to call the great, the great, you know, rulers of the world. I mean, I know it's just football. It's not war, but for the things that he's done and to accommodate and the capacity that he could take to just to manage. Because people forget he's a GM. He wear all the damn hats. Right. But yep. But 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 to be at perfection every year, and you see him, and like, do you ever get freaking overwhelmed? Do you? I mean, we all do at some point in our lives being humans. But this guy, hey man, he he's a machine. This he Bill, is. just just his mind frame. Um, I mean, I, I got so many stories. It just experiences and then for me I was lucky enough to play for Nick Saban because Nick Saban and Bill Belichick they're the same mode. It's just that Saban screams at you and spits in your face and cuss at you all day. Yeah. Belichick Belichick doesn't do that. So interesting. Did, what was it like uh coming on your your rookie season was like Jack had mentioned this um coming off of a Super Bowl win and like how what was it like coming on like at on such a high note coming onto a team rookie season in the NFL like that um, of course you were comfortable in your game at that time but uh, it, it must have just felt surreal I imagine I'm just kind of curious if you could walk me through like how how you were feeling at that time uh, I, I, I was overwhelmed I was uh, coming in I mean a playbook the high demand, the demand that they wanted from you each and every day. And I can remember, like, coming from LSU, and we always had plays, but then we would run particular stunts all the time, and you would always see the same play most of the time. But then you get to New England, and, like, I don't know how other teams are, but, like, when you have training camp, this might be, like, a secret, I don't know, but we would – do training camp in the playbook based on all of our opponents on the schedule. Okay. So a lot of, so a lot of times in training camp, people just stick to the basics and do the, all the, the X and O's so everybody can understand it and all the young guys can pick it up. Right. We didn't, do, we didn't do that in New England. We did the X and O's like the first two days. And from that, we was like, like working on game plan shit through the course of, you know, all of our opponents. And we would get, like, the best plays that they run and their go-to plays and their go-to calls, and we would mimic that or we would practice against it. You know, so I remember going, like, to Denver. I mean, Denver was a piece – Denver was just shit for me. Excuse my French. But, like, when I went there and then – I know Josh was the head coach, but just, just on the defensive side, and, and it's crazy how things are because my D coordinator was weak. The Baltimore Ravens quarterback. him. Uh, defensive coordinator, right? Wink. Yeah. He wasn't that good at Denver, man. He was not. <laughs> That's the thing. I'll be, I'll be fucking fine me tough. <laughs> but I mean, he just wasn't good. And then, and, but I mean, to me, the thing I'm, a, I'm a kind of going to tangent. What I don't like about the NFL, what the coaches are, the coaches are going to have an always 16 year. They're going to be 32nd in the league in offense, defense, special teams. But they will always have a job. Let a right. player go and be shit to take, shit to bed. Oh, look at look at James Winston. Right. He threw 30 interceptions. Okay, he got 1.1 million to go to the Saints. That ain't shit compared no, to not his, for a quarterback. His, his, 
know, and it's crazy. Right. They got backups he, making more than that. Right. Well, and, and he threw for 5,000 yards, and he still threw 30 touchdowns. Yeah, he threw yeah, 30 interceptions, so, so, but. <laughs> see, that's what he said. He said, damn, I, I'm having a great year, you know, but. Just got to keep the turnovers man. in check. Yeah. Now that now, now they got now that he got that LASIK, hopefully it, it you know it brings <laughs> well, that number we, we down. Will, we will see. We will yeah. see. Yeah. I might be a crock of shit too, so we're gonna find out. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> got bet his eyes on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but 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 my rookie year, it was just it was tough. It, it was hard because. You go from college, you play, uh, what, 12, 13 games, college. Yep. You got two weeks of preseason. And NFL, if you play all the way through, it's 26 weeks. But then I remember week 10 in NFL, I remember I could not get out of bed. I'm trying yep. to walk, man. It was like I had sandbags. I don't know, like I was carrying a witch, a big old witch, around the house. I could barely walk. I was so sore. I was mentally wow. burnt out. I was, and I'm like, damn, we got we got five more, six more weeks, you know. So wow. mentally, that, that's a big deal. It just again, my first year, I was just shocked that I made it. Every week, like I come in and I have all my mental errors, and I always thought I was gonna get cut. Every week, I thought I was gonna get cut from the three little pages in my first year. So what do you think it was? Why didn't you get cut? What do you think it was that kept you around? I mean, I, mean, I was doing stuff. I was working fast. Yeah. Moving fast. I was, you know, I, I was hustling. I'm, I'm always retracing my steps. You know, look, I, I, don't, I don't talk much about football uh, like I used to because I, I haven't coached anything. So a lot of times, I, I don't know. But anyway, I just think that was the biggest thing. But mentally, I was there. Physically, I was there. Mentally, I was there, but not enough. You know, so, I mean, I remember the plays, but sometimes that stuff was just hard, man because I was thinking about so many things to do before they snapped the ball. And I remember, like, you remember Willie Beeman uh, in the given Sunday when he first started and how yep. everything was so loud and shaky? Yep, yep. You couldn't hear anything. That, that's how it was for me. I got to say for the first eight weeks. And then, like, you could hear, well, you see Willie or uh, Grave, not Grave, but you see Willie or somebody making a call, a Roman. And I'm like, what was the call? I'm in the huddle. They saying the call. I'm like, what was the call? I'm just like, and then I remember Bruce gave me on my head. They rookie, break the fuck up. What are you doing? Wake up! And, and Willie used to always be like, "Come on, stop sleeping on the line." That's Willie, you know. Yeah. Yep. And then as you get into it, and then you, you, you kind of you find your you find your your, your your zen. And now when everybody talks to you, I can remember Grable used to talk to me. I couldn't hear his shit, but I could read his lips. Yeah, you know, all we saw, all we knew, because during practice, you know, Brave might say, "I might tap my fucking knee." I'm okay for cursing, right? Yeah, yeah, you're oh, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Brave might be like, "Hey, shit. Green, <laughs> yeah, roll with it." Look, so Brave might be like, "Hey, Green, I'm gonna tap my knee." Or anybody, Brave see more who I'm talking to. We gotta yep. play, and, but you focus. You're not looking. You know, and, and you're not even looking at him, but you can see it. You know, uh, peripheral. Vision, you see it, and like he tapped the knee, you know, he's coming down hard. I gotta cover him. And then when it's loud, we the big stadium, KC, we're in the away game, and they say something, you're like, I got the play. They read the lip, 
you got the play, but then you start learning everything. You, you start remembering the signs. You see Romeo put the signs up. You know what the call is. You know what the stunts are. So it's like coming in from college to, to the NFL your rookie year, it's so much you have to learn. It's, it's so much. And a lot of guys that, that don't make it, they can't pick it up. So it's just like, remember Ochi Cinco, right, when he came to New England? Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. People, people like, like, do y'all know why he didn't play? Do y'all know why? They were I mean, saying he couldn't pick up the playbook. That's, that's, what, they that's what we heard, yeah. That's, that, okay, that's what happened. Yep. So this guy got 10,000-plus receiving yards, top 10 receiver while he played in the Cincinnati Bengals. They were, throw, they were drawing in the goddamn dirt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> he come to New, he come to New England. Now, he was very, like uh, – he was mesmerized when he got here to play with Tom Brady. Yeah. Okay, great. Happy. Yeah. I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy for you, man, but we still playing professional sports here. Got work to do, yep. We got work to do. You're right. So that that was that was his situation, you know, but then you got a guy like Randy. They talked about right. Randy. But Randy was smart as a lick, man. I was I was gonna ask next. What was what was the difference between Ocho Cinco and, and Randy Moss as far as because obviously Randy was able to pick things up right away. I mean, Randy was the leader. Randy would have stayed. He would have broke every record for Jerry Rice. Yeah. You know. He, I he, always he tell people. I always tell people that Randy Moss. My my opinion. Randy Moss is the greatest receiver of all time because Jerry I, Rice. I agree. I agree with you. Jerry Rice had Joe Montana and Steve Young. Randy Moss, you know. Dante Culpepper, who knows what his career would have looked like if he didn't have Randy Moss. And yeah, right. And then, Randy made every quarterback look great. Right. Well, and then, uh, Brady, you know, as, as Brady, soon right? as as soon as soon he teams up with Brady, he has the greatest season that a receiver's ever had. So Right. 22 touchdowns, 50 right. touchdowns. I'm, and, and sometimes it's sad as a player because like after the Super Bowl, we lost the game. And I remember he was pissed, Randy. Yeah. Like, it was just a bad feeling after the game. But you would, you, would have, you would have thought Randy, Wes Welker, just those two guys alone. I mean, we had a hub offense. We should we should do that the next year as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. But, then, but everybody want more money. They got so much stuff that happens. Yeah. That, you know, things don't align. You know, I mean, Randy's a hub of player, man. I remember the first week when Randy Moss was here with New England, yep. he was making catches. He was making catches. We had coaches like couldn't believe it. Just something mm-hmm. Doing it. I'm like, I mean, it, it was, it was blowing. He was burning everybody. I'm glad he was out. You know, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> for real. So I got a, I got a question. Uh, those, the practices on uh, in 2007 compared to 2003. What was, which ones were more intense? Those practice. Uh, I know they were probably both seasons were very intense, but 2003 was more intense. Because I think we were still trying to find our pedigree, and um, we had guys coming in and out. I think it was more like the, the first year they won with Brady. It was all a fluke. It wasn't real. Right. And the, the tuck, you know, the tuck, 
can't never happen. Yeah. It would probably be the Raiders. It would be the Raiders with the dynasty, right? We don't know. But um, yep. of course, Chucky over there, you know. Back yep. <laughs> but I think that was, that, that was a tough year, 2003. Because I remember 2007 practices. Man, we used to go out and do stuff and get it done so quick. And we'd be like in an hour. No, we'd be like 30 to 40 minutes earlier. So we were doing stuff so perfect, man. But that year, that year, I mean, the, the, the stars lined up. We had blue moon every night. We used to go out there and play the game. We could be losing about 14 points. We always said we were going to win the game. We had no doubt at all in our team that year. Yeah. It was just a different year. Uh, yeah. 2003 was tough, though. But but then 2003, well, you said, wait, that's the first year. That's the first, okay. So that's that's the first year of the back-to-back season? That's what you're asking? Yeah. Was uh, was 2004 even more intense? Oh, uh, yeah, man. Because to go back-to-back, to win yeah. 17 games each year, I yep. mean, that was – Again, it was like it was like it was like another. We couldn't be touched, man. We went right. out there, we practiced hard. Everything was hard. Everything it didn't get easier, but we could not be touched. Yeah. I mean, we, we said we we're going to do it. We did it. You know, we made most of the calls that the coach gave us. We made the plays. You know, when, when they give you a play, they hope that they that they get a TFL, you get a sack, you get an interception. You, you know. Each play, it's like it's like chess, right? Each player is designed to do something or stop something. But I know, like Bill always talked about, when we ran like the three-four defense, he said a three-four defense is different than the four-three defense because, like a three-four defense, it takes more uh, like staying at home. It, it takes more discipline, right? Yeah. So the biggest thing he always talked about: eighty percent of the guys. The eighty-five percent of the guys have to always be doing something right. I'm like, damn, that's 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 eight out of 11, eight out of eleven people, nine out of eleven people. They have to perform right every time, you know. Compared to a four-three defense, the numbers drop. It's like maybe seventy percent. So this is Bill talking to us like we're the goddamn math class or something. Talking about, <laughs> talking about the stats on the different defenses and how you're supposed to play them. So those little things help us understand what we had in front of us and how we were supposed to play with each other. So all, all of the guys, I mean, communication-wise, I only been on two different teams. Denver, I didn't play the regular season, but then we did Houston, I, I was there during the regular season. I mean, after leaving New England, it's like ancient history when you go to other teams just because of the way we, we practice. The way we, yeah. we study film, the way we communicate, it's one big nucleus all together. And we all, you know, we all take one step accordingly at a time, you know? Yeah. As, as that evolved, did you find, like, the coaching staff, Belichick in particular, would, would give more uh, power to you guys to say, like, maybe, well, what if we tried this on the defense? And would he be open to things like that? Or would he say? That's how you talk. That's how okay. I talk. Just like, just like this. So what if we do this? Oh, we, oh, we could do this, but don't, but don't do this. Don't do this. Mm. This will not work. You know, and it was more about like he always said this too. Hey, I played lacrosse at Wellesley. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I was not a great athlete at all. Y'all the athletes, you know, y'all the performers. And all Bill used to say is at least just, just listen to me for a little bit. I, I do know what the fuck I'm talking about. Right. I can't run yep. four, 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 but. 
every time he said something or he did something or we did something in practice, I'm telling you, man, we saw it in the game the same week. It was like magic. Man. Yeah, he has deep insight in the game. I mean, that's well documented uh, how how much he's studied film and, and just he knows the intricacies of the game. And I mean, he's I think it's safe to say he's changed the game at this point. I mean, people. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. He did. He changed the game definitely. Yeah. So, uh, what was Belichick like outside of football? Did you ever have a relationship with him? Like, get to know him kind of outside of football? Because I've heard stories like. Brady, even, you know, in his 18th year with the Patriots, they'd walk by each other in the hall and not even say a word to each other. Like, he seems like kind of, you know. Yeah, he's better now. Uh, yeah. I, I know. Okay, so when we used to do our 907, I said right side, Bill, for, for eight years. Yeah. So 907. I said side of every eight years. And. Man, he, he's comical. I mean, he's funny. He's, he's, of course, he's dry humor. Yeah. But I know, I think in my third or fourth year, okay, um, like after he got divorced, he, like, he changed. You know? Interesting. So, okay. So, I, don't, I don't want the women to hear this. But in, a, in a good way? I can see that changing yeah, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, he dumped one chick and got the girl he would now. But, you know, he thumps his baby mama, right? So, oh but he, he, he was, he started complimenting us about good play, good moves, good job. Yeah. He never used to do that. Wow. I remember a day we was in there and he kept saying good moves, good this, good that. And then one day he stopped the film. He said, what the fuck? Can I get a good job, coach? <laughs> <laughs> and we were like. good. Everybody was, because all the guys, the older guys was in the rocket chair, like Ray, Bruce, Jr., it was all on the back. He got rocket chairs for all the old linebackers, right? <laughs> and, everybody, and everybody just started like laughing, like, we know what to do, because we never heard him give a compliment. Right. So he has evolved, and, I mean, it's just, you know, look, the do your job thing, I mean, we've been saying that for a long time. Yeah. Before they put that shit on yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's something that kind of has to manifest before you can make it into a brand. Um, I don't know if we just lost you there. I, don't, I think your video just froze. Uh, we we just lost you for about fifteen seconds. I don't know how much how much you were saying there. <laughs> uh, the video uh, it froze and everything for a few seconds. Last question: We were talking about Bill Belichick, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About uh, has he changed or is he different, right? Right. I mean, what was the last thing I said? Um, about guys? I mean, it couldn't have been ten seconds. I I'm trying to even remember specifically. What? Well, you had <laughs> said that you guys you guys were because you had started, never heard him he, say a compliment. Right. And he started complimenting him oh, in practice. Yeah, like like in my fourth year, because he never used to say. I mean, you going to have? I remember. I, Remember the coach game? I had the big game. He did not yeah. say one time like "great job, great move." He was like, "Oh, the lineman kind of slipped, lost his footing. You got it around him, and then Rainbow <laughs> came up and taunted him. So he made the other centers. He made him flinch, and then he forgot about you because you was a, you was a young guy. <laughs> so so, so doing so, everything, so everything around to, it. 
Right, right. But yeah, but he always had the answers for you not like not making a great play. You know, and, and I mean it, it just it just that fourth year, that's when I started hearing it. He was saying good job to everybody, complimenting. And man, guys took that and ran with it. And I mean, guys would run through a freaking brick wall for Bill Belichick. Yeah. I mean, he was that type of person. But he was never a guy that had the handcuffs on you because he let you play. Now, he don't want us running around a quarterback like the coach does and other rush linebackers. But he made sure that you know, he's going to play smart. He do different things. But he, he has evolved as a coach off the field. And, I mean, he just started – he started going to, like, different Halloween parties and, and different team events. So I remember – yeah, I remember the documentary, the Football Life documentary they did in 2009, and there's a clip of Randy Moss inviting him to a Halloween party, and he goes to the oh, Halloween that's, party. Well, that's how Halloween party was that. He was dressed as a right. pirate. Right, yes. <laughs> I remember yeah, seeing yeah, that yeah. and be like, I, that was so yeah, look, odd for me to see Bill Belichick, you know, in that, dude, in that dude, way. Guys start, guys start taking shots when he walked in. They couldn't <laughs> believe it because we sent him an invite, but we kept saying that we had a bet. And he's not going to show up. He showed up, and he was cheesy the whole time, just fine. That's but, awesome. Because this was our time to get to get personal with him. We're like, God damn, this guy showed up for Halloween? Like, wow. You know, so, yeah. yeah. But, and then somebody was saying, Pepper Johnson, or somebody said, man, he has changed since the time I knew him in the Giants. He's not the same guy, but, but he has to change to, to, to the player because the players are different. Right. You know, mm. uh, the, the world is different. So, right. you know, yeah, I, I love him, man. I, I go to his lacrosse events in the offseason in Boston every year. And every time I see him, man, my blood, my blood pressure go up. I have a little sweat. It feels like I'm in a locker room talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> because he's still, he's so dry. He's so dry. And when he starts talking to you, he don't get deep into, like, what's going on. You can go and say, hey, uh, you know, my – my, my, my wife or so and so got the wreck and she's in the hospital, this and that. And, you know, it, it's going to be blunt. He's going to say something. He will not get into any details. He will not get personal. You know, he might just say, is everything okay? He's going to leave it at that. He won't ask you any more questions. Hey, coach, I just lost my foot. But but they got re amputated. He's going to be okay. That's it. <laughs> Done. So, you don't hear, you don't, that's you good don't and hear bad. nothing else. It is. It is. So, it's good and bad, So going going off of that, what's uh what's your most like this the most savage moment that you've ever seen, Bill? Like <laughs> like the most ruthless you ever saw him where he did something and you were like, Oh, oh shit. <laughs> one one off season, we was in the indoor. So Brabo, myself, the D line, um, uh, uh, Roosevelt Coleman, and they had this guy walk. This guy was working out. I'm like, I, I know who he was. Cause when guys come in, so when guys come in, and it's crazy how when you plan, you don't really see everything that goes on on TV or or, or the or the news, right? I know the, the iPhones are so much different now. So you get all these fucking chimes all the time on what happens. Yeah. So this guy was yeah. running around. A couple of days, and then we went back out again. We, I saw this guy. I said, Man, I didn't know who that guy was. And they was like, that's a Darius Thomas. I said, we signed fucking a Darius Thomas? I didn't even know. I'm like, I remember, I, 
I remember him from Mississippi, from our, from our Southern Miss. Because yeah. that's his trauma program. That's, that's, the only thing, that's the only thing I really know about him when I was in high school. Man, he was lollygagging around. And Bill stopped fucking practicing. Y'all heard this before. He said, I back a fucking brace truck up to your fucking front door. We out here, you better fucking run to the best of your fucking ability. Uh, oh, you know what? He said, I'll cut you. We'll take the fucking dead dead money and we'll keep moving. Oh, boy. Like, what? My, 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 my jaw dropped. I'm like, what the fuck? Wow. Cause, yeah, because so, he signed him to a huge deal. Right. Yeah, and it didn't yeah, work out. Like, right. Six, seven million a year, 20 guaranteed, 35 million. Yeah. yeah that's when the deal started growing. And he said stuff like, I mean, he said that. Oh, I have another one. Oh, okay. Look, I'm telling you, man, when I go back up, if they, if they get whiff of this, they're going to call me. Look, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Try to keep they, it on they, the DL. Well, they hear and see everything. New England, they do. They yeah. do. I, remember, well, I hope they uh, see this. Hey, guys. <laughs> I know, I know, up, I know. What's up? What's up, Belichick? Um, so another one is we was in a 907 room, and this one Junior just got in, right? You know, he covered by his buddy, buddy, right? Yep. So I always Junior, that, yep. Junior knew everything. Everything. Yeah. And every time Bill was trying to coach him up on stuff, Junior had all the fucking answers. Mm-hmm. I remember Coach Pep was, was, was by the light Coach Pep controlled the light switch And then Matt Patricia was on the board Always doing X and O's Bill was up there talking And Bill Oh I know Bill was sitting down And Junior kept talking Because Junior was behind him And Bill like Pep Cut the fucking light on <laughs> Matt Who out the way He said look Junior Shut the fuck up <laughs> I don't care what you did over there. I don't care about your fucking Pro Bowls, blah blah blah. Over here, we here only to win fucking football games to win championships. You want to be a part of this fucking game and this team? Shut the fuck up! Wow. And then we all was like, buddy, 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 buddy. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. that was the last time, and that was the last time Junior was talking shit. Now, we know yeah. Junior Sia. That's a great friend of mine. 12 straight Pro Bowls. I mean, he was a machine. Yes. The great Bill Belichick put him in his place. And a lot of head coaches cannot do that. Right. I mean, he did it with Randy. He did it with Corey Dillon. I mean, he did it with Rodney. Whoever came in and had their own, their own way, Bill, that's one thing that separates Bill from a lot of other head coaches. He don't give a shit. Did you ever see him rip Brady? Brady? Oh, yeah. My, yep. shit, my first year, I'm a shit on myself, man. Yeah, <laughs> my, my first year, but I mean, I think he do that every year yep. in training camp, and it scares it scares the rookies. Yeah. Oh, that like no because one, Brady, no one's Brady untouchable. Yeah. He, Brady, I mean, yeah, yeah. The Brady, I mean, he's human. He screw up, yep. you know. And uh, and he and some stuff he did, and Bill got into him. I'm like, that's Tom Brady. He should want a Super Bowl. Right. I'm like, I'm like, so, I don't want mess. I don't want to mess up if he's going off on him like that, you know? Right. So you would say there was really no difference in the way he treated Brady compared to the way he treats everyone else? No, no difference. No okay. difference. Yeah. So this actually is a, it's a decent segue. There's some headlines out right now that 
Um, they're trying to say that there's some contention between Brady and, and the offensive head coaching right now, particularly well, and, McDaniels. And McDaniels. Yeah, yeah ex- exactly. Yeah, I'm getting there. But then he, uh, <laughs> he – I guess I, I'm curious, like, how in your experience at that time, like, how did you see uh, – have you, did you see any contention like that? I obviously like they, they've had a great relationship for years, but I'm curious, like, is wait, 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 Brady and coach Daniels or McDaniels. Uh, McDaniels, McDaniels or just, uh, or the offensive coach just to, at the time. I'm just curious how he, uh, I don't, uh, I, I mean, look, coach McDaniels, I mean, he, I mean, he, he, he has an ego. Uh, I mean, look, Brady, Okay, I'm gonna say this. Brady has an ego. I have an ego. We all have egos. Yeah. But, but, but do we have confidence, right? Yeah. I don't want my I don't want my leader to be to, to be low in confidence. My right. leader, whoever's gonna lead me, I don't want that. But right. but then you got McDaniel's. I mean, Coach McDaniel's was my first like coach. My rookie year, we we were breaking down field together. Josh. Okay. Wow. So I yeah, me and Josh go way back. So he earned every lick he got. And when he went to Denver, I think that put him in a different perspective because now he sees he has another uh, view of the playing field from a head coach level. But then to come back down as offensive coordinator, that makes him a greater, higher skill offensive coordinator, correct? Right. Yeah. And then, and then, then you got the best quarterback of all time. So did they bump heads? I think they, I think they did because you had two guys with high in confidence. And the thing I mean, that we, they've done and completed, I mean, Josh is a hell of an offensive quarterback, but Tom Brady is a hell of a front quarterback. So yeah. who comes first, the chicken or the egg? I have no idea. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we've seen them go at it on the sidelines. It's been on camera before, you know? Mm. So they, they've had yeah. their blowouts. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it was just kind of, what? that was more in the gossip column, but it's just kind of curious. <laughs> it's relevant right now. Uh, and, so. So you got obviously uh, you've been in two parades. How how was it being on that side of the parades, as opposed to being uh, as opposed to being on our side where we're we're watching you guys? Like how was it just being in the floats oh, and everything? Oh, 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 the Super just, Bowl parades. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. So I went to the first. I did go to two. I did. I did. I didn't go to the White House. Tour. I went to the White House once. Uh, they got they got terrible uh, iced tea and lemonade at the White House. So don't have really? <laughs> but I do have a few of those napkins. They're, they're thick like Bounty, thicker than Bounty. So yeah, that McDonald's might have been an upgrade. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was so funny, Trump. I tell you, boy. Oh. <laughs> double, hey, hey, Big Mac, please. Yeah, double Big Mac. But uh, um, the four for four. Okay. <laughs> that's, Wendy, that's Wendy's, man. Four four. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I go, okay, so the parade, um, it was, look, to be there, I mean, your heart pumping is the experience. I mean, growing up playing football, I, I never thought I, I'd be at that level of winning, you know, you know, NFL championships. But just Boston alone. I mean, my parents lived in Boston for maybe eight to nine years in the 70s, eight to nine oh, years. Okay. And, okay. and coming from New Orleans, and I went to Boston, and when I got drafted, and I remember I talked to Scott Pioli first, and I talked to Bill, and I was like asking Bill, like, where's um, New England, you know? 
and I mean, it was so funny because he was like, it's fucking New England. That was like my first time ever talking to him. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know, but like, where is it? I didn't know it was in fucking Foxborough. I had no idea what, I just knew y'all won a Super Bowl. And it was like, it was, it was like the, it was like the first, it was like the worst, you know, like the first, you know, first time talking with someone. Yeah. I mean, it was like terrible. Mm. I'm like, God damn, this guy's gonna be my coach. He's gonna run me to death. But, <laughs> But but the, the parades, man, in Boston, the people, the New England area, I mean, hands down, the best football crowd, family, tradition, history, whatever you want to call it, you lined it up, you line it up. I mean, I'm just blessed and happy because I could have went anywhere else in America. Mm. But, the, but, but to be part of this over the last 20 years and still to be alumni, just to experience it, I mean, it's, it's priceless, man. Priceless. If I can yeah. do it every day. I ride that parade every freaking day. It seems it like is it as big of a, a potty as it like as it seems? Because like <laughs> obviously obviously everyone's everyone else is potty, but you guys are like you hey, know. Man, how you say potty 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 yeah, potty potty? <laughs> yeah, I dropped the R. I, he's I held the R there. He's our token. Everybody He's our token job. Boston guy. He's our token hey, Boston guy. If you have hey, a Boston you wanna, podcast, you got to have one guy with the accent. You want a wicked potty? Right. Okay. <laughs> I deserve that. <laughs> uh, but so no, is, just, is it an act, or are you guys actually going wild that whole time? I can imagine the energy. I, well, I can't imagine the energy of having won a Super Bowl. haven't done that. so I can oh, 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 like, like, like after the game, you mean? Or on the floats, are you at guys at the parade? Like, at the parade, yeah. Like, is oh, that... well, okay. So remember, remember, uh, after you win, you got the party. Everybody shit face. Everybody tired. <laughs> you just went because, like, the day before the Super Bowl, like the night before. I don't know who sleeps before that. I have no idea. I know I, yeah. I didn't sleep about three times. I tossed and turned. And then you play the game. I mean, you wired the entire week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're up 18, 19 hours at the time, you know, so your body is just going through the match. And then you got yep. the game, the after party, you're on the plane, you're dead tired. And then uh, they get the party, uh, I mean, the, the parade set up. I mean, everybody's like fatigued and tired. I mean, it, that's why it's crazy. You see Gronk and them, you know, drinking the beers and right. shirts off. I'm like, dude, so much has changed since right. we played, you know? Well, when you guys won, who, who partied the hardest? I mean, I, I party a lot. I mean, I drink hard. And, okay. I mean, I, mean I, I I didn't sleep after the game. Yeah. You know what? I partied the hardest, man. Come on. All right. All right. Yeah. There you go. Have That's that. the right answer. That's the Hit right us answer. up when you're in Boston. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. Hey, I mean, I lived up there for a while. I was living in, in Attleboro for like two years. Oh, okay. And I, and I moved down here in January because my ex-girlfriend, she kicked me out. Happens to the best of us. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, but but I'm always back and forth because of my business. But I mean, I I I love that city, man, so much, and That's it's good so emotional. Yeah. It's, it's it's just again, like I said, my parents lived there, but I never thought that I'd be playing football. You know, in New England, to play for like. Belichick to play with these guys, the Tom Brady's and the Brewskis and all these guys, and just to be around. I mean, it's. 
I mean, I'm not, I'm in New Orleans because of my kids, but yeah. I, I love the Northeast. I'm, I love, I love everything about it, the history, the people, man. When you and like, I, I go to six games a year now, so like when I go to games, I mean, it's just to see everybody, man. I mean, people do not give a fuck. You know, in Boston, man, you come to play, you come to play us, you gonna get your shit on on the field and off the field. Right. But we just, you know, and it sucks now the fact that Tom has went to Tampa and, and this era has ended. And right. I mean, we do have to move on. It had to end at some point. Yeah, and my thing is, I don't know how it's gonna be to go back and watch the game. You got a new guy wearing wearing a jersey. Like, who's this guy? Who's this guy? People gonna be like, bring fucking Tom back, you know? Right, I so, know, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's business, right? Yeah, you got to move on. Yeah, what they say. What What was your favorite so, season as a Patriot? Hey, man, but to cry, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's great content. Hey, what, hey, hey, what I'm like three three seconds behind or something? It's a, know, it's I, lagging a little bit, but you're, yeah, just a little bit. No, okay. you're good. I mean, look, the, the the best season to me was was the year we were undefeated. I mean, so much happened. Yeah. And it was like a fairy tale, man. And I'm telling you, man, it was like every day, you didn't you didn't even dread going to work. Cause you everybody did dread. I don't care what job you have, people dread going to work. Yep. So, yep. I mean, unless you won the, unless you won the lottery every day with scratch tickets every day, you know. Right. But, yeah. Who's that? Like? I mean, Nobody, I know nobody did a double. But, but, but I mean, it, it was just emotional, and you get there. And I'm going to say one thing about New England, our culture there, playing for the Patriots. We used to get in early because the meetings, the meetings, uh, y'all can hear me? Okay, yep. guys. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We so, 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 like, the meetings started at 8 o'clock in the morning, but we had guys getting in at 5.36, man. We used to race to cut the light switch on in the weight room. Wow. You know, and we was always, like, competitive when it comes to eating, uh, hydrating, the water, uh, lifting weights, getting that extra running. You know, we always did that. But then when we got done with our, our film, because right after practice, we got off the field probably around 2.45, 3 o'clock. Yep. And then we have team film. So we used to watch film, like, every day after practice, go over all our mistakes. And then three, three forty-five, four o'clock, you're like pretty much done. But sometimes, Brendan, that time will go over like to four fifteen, four thirty. But you don't see guys like running out of the locker room. Guys still doing rehab. Some guys finish their workout. Some guys in the sauna. But everybody was comfortable to be where they were. Yep. That's the thing because I remember when I was in Houston, man, guys like running to get out. I'm like, like you know, to get out, like to go. To go yeah. hang out, run, run through the city, you know, and I'm like, man, the city, the city never sleeps. Right. Yeah. The city will always be there, but a lot of guys did, didn't understand that, you know. Yeah. And, and then, doing- yeah, I think like having discipline. I was actually saying this before the podcast. I think, like among, um, I mean, this isn't just athletes. We see it with like celebrities um, in general, where it's almost like praise to have like a. Um, like you, you put in your work, but then have like almost an unhealthy lifestyle outside of that. Um, and to have people just like running out in the city and possibly partying and stuff like after a workout. I mean, it's, it's good to encourage each other. Like we, we all want to eat healthy. We all want to be in the best shape we can possibly be. Um, despite it being, uh, I mean, a lot of people, they like having just come out of college that you're, 
balancing partying and top athleticism. So I'm sure yeah. that's something people got to battle with once they get into the NFL. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't, but remember too, we are professional athletes. I mean, look, 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 look at the, look at the Jordan thing series. And yep. I mean, everybody, everybody had a good time, but we, we was built like machines. We did so much running and, and, and eating right. Um, I mean, like for me, I was like, I was like a Providence guy a lot. So I, I always went to Federal Hill. I love Federal Hill. And I, I always hung out. Uh, but I was working as well. had my little internship with the restaurants. But I was always – I enjoyed the moment, man. But but I knew I had to go back to work. I had to go run. I, I, I had to make – so I was smart on that part, you know? Yeah. So I want to um, – I, I know we had talked about it a little bit beforehand um, about um, – Oceans 97. Uh, what uh, what was that driving force that wanted you to get into the uh, into owning your own, not only owning your own business, but owning your own business in the food and shrimp industry? Uh, <clears throat> I think for me the biggest thing was I was helping I was helping a friend, and I owed him a favor, and um. So I can't really talk about the favor. But yeah, he no said, way. hey, he said, hey, I'm going uh, to let you meet the CEO. And from there, if you like him, you know, you know, you move forward. But then the CEO was like, hey, Jarvis, we're going to get, we're going to put you into a six month internship because I didn't know anything about shrimp at all. I mean, I like to eat shrimp, but not the processing and, you know, the Forrest Gump thing, right? catching the shrimp, fishing, and then also selling. So I did the six-month internship, and I did everything underneath the sun when it comes to uh, processing, catching, filleting, deheading, freezing uh, shrimp. Yeah. And it was very cool. It was different. I know they gave me a Rosetta Stone Vietnamese. I had it for about two weeks. I gave it back to them. That was impossible. <laughs> is, that, is that like – are there a lot of Vietnamese – Workers. That's all it is. That's all really? it is. But, but it's like it's Viet, It's all Asian Vietnamese, but it's all everybody's still different colors, you know. Hmm. Yeah. And then everybody accent is all like crazy, because you can hear one person talking Vietnamese, but the next person, you know, I mean, all all, all those whatever East Asia, whatever you call it, the area, you know. So they had people from Cambodia, Indonesia, uh, Singapore, and then they had people from Vietnam, but you know. Yeah. All yep. through Vietnam, just like in America. I mean, I talk different. My dialect is different from the guy in California, right? Exactly. Yeah, guys, all, all, all guys, yeah, like the guy that say potty, like the potty. Yeah, the potty, <laughs> the potty guy. Yeah, yeah we're working on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm getting Rosetta Stone in English. <laughs> yeah, we'll work on that. Come on, man. <laughs> oh boy, that Boston accent. So what? What part of that? So you did everything from catching, processing, uh, and and everything. Like so, from start to finish. What part of that was the hardest? And did you find the hardest thing to be the least desirable part? Or like, is there something that's just sloppier or something? I'm curious. Well, well, well. The hardest part of it to me is is. Of, is of any business to me is sales. That's that's the hard part. The sales, 
and making a product that people like. Because I, I know for like a week to two weeks, I peeled shrimp for, for, for like two weeks on the line. And I, I got like long fingernails. Mm. When I say I was tearing all of my skin up, now this might sound nasty. I mean, to the point, out my fingers were bleeding. I had gloves on, but my nails were going through the gloves and they were bleeding. And I couldn't, like, uh, I didn't want my, my, my nails to be low because that shrimp is so, that shrimp is like a needle. It's so sharp. Yeah. And the shrimp mm. is the gigantic. So, it, it could stick you. I mean, it, it was it wasn't a clean job, right? Like, what's that guy Mike wrote in Dirty Jobs? Right. Yeah. Yep. The shrimp business is a dirty job. I mean, every day was long. I mean, for two weeks I was in the ice house for two weeks with the big coat on, you know, putting ice in the vats, putting ice in the boat, and we had water going everywhere. I mean, it had to clean up. You know, before or after, I cleaned bathrooms my first few weeks. So it was a lot of stuff I had to do, man. But then the sales side of it still, learn, learning the business, understanding the numbers. Because a lot of times you go into some of these meetings, you know, the sales guys, they've been doing this. Well, you got the buyer for the retailer who's been selling for 40 years. He's going to try to mess you up, you know. Yeah. And, and a lot of times you can't go back on your word, you know. And, and, and a lot of times, too, buyers, they need to go back and forth. So for me, I'm at the point now I can make decisions and I don't I don't go back and forth because of the buyer. We have respect for each other. We know each other. We've been working with each other because a lot of times people say, hey, give me your price. Only one price. If it's not good, hit the door. Mm. That's what they used to do when I first started. But now they don't do that because we have a relationship now. Yeah. And are there that many distributors where you can just go to the next person and not want to try to build that relationship? Oh, like, let's yes, say they yes, did yes. need to go to you. Like you don't want well, to be. Well, yes and no. Yeah. yeah. Yes sorry. and no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that was my fault. I was just trying to think of finish the thought about like how you might go to someone else, but then let's say that dries up, they got to come back to you someday. You're gonna either jack the price or say you you said no before. Get out of here. But I've, I mean, so I, I've done, I've done that before with somebody. Mm-hmm. They'll kiss my ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But relationships are important, you know? That's probably... Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah, they are. And and I mean, like, now, like, the stuff that I have now, I mean, it's another reason why I did that because, I mean, everybody... It's like everybody's selling freaking apples, right? Oh, my apple's a little more shinier, more riper, more red, but now you got so many goddamn apples and GMO and everything, but I mean, it's like people are fighting over pennies to sell a freaking basket full of apples to the same freaking people, mm. you know, over so and over. The, yes. And to me, that's how the shrimp business was for me with the commodity. Nothing wrong with that. But I mean, that's a market that's been going on for years, man. So that's why when I created my, my, my shrimp spread of pate for me, it was a different market that I could entertain. And I know it was going to be, it was going to be hard. I knew that, but, you know, this I'm not fighting over pennies. I'm fighting more of a brand. I'm mm. trying to establish the brand, and, and that doesn't happen overnight. You know. Yeah. And I, I gotta I, say, I'm pumped to try them. I mean, you you had showed us an example same. at the beginning. It's a, and I think you had listed the nutrition facts. It's like it's a good lean protein source. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Yep. There yeah. it is. Take a bite out of the can. <laughs> oh, yeah. there you go. That's a commercial like, right there. Like like McGruff. Take a bite out of the can. <laughs> yeah. This is cool, man. So I, I'm going to send y'all some definitely. Just email me your address. Absolutely. You can put, you can put this shit on crackers, pizza, pasta, 
You know, you could deep fry, sushi roll it, noodles, salad. I mean, it's All so right. many different things to do with it. Yeah. Awesome. Can't oh, wait. Yeah. I'm, I'm and in. it's good for the apocalypse, which who knows might be around the corner. Yes, man, that's right. <laughs> right, right. Stock up, folks. Somebody, somebody told me that too, man. I got like thirty thousand canes in my warehouse. I said, "Did the world come?" I said, "I will be, I will be okay." Yeah, you're all set. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah just, just, make, my eyes just, yeah. just make sure you got to, you know, you protect that place like the Alamo. That's right, baby. We They lost the Alamo, but we'll uh, <laughs> we'll uh, let that uh, go. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't great at history. Yeah. <laughs> so I gotta but, ask uh, the 04, 2004 Patriots defense. Where do you? Where do they rank? Where do you guys rank all time? Because I I put them up there. Definitely one of the well, greatest. That was that was dope. That was the lowest. I mean, how many points did we allow that year? I don't even know. It was it was crazy. I got to go back and look at it. But, bro, that's like thirteen years ago, bro. Yeah, oh, 16, 16 years ago, right? Yeah. Uh, that was that was that was the second year we won we won the Super Bowl, right? Right. Oh yeah, I remember that year. And that defense, yeah, yeah that defense was legendary. Did we lose to the Redskins? Uh, after we went two and zero, lost to the Redskins that same year. I think so. I think, I think yeah, right. yeah. FedEx that Park. Sound, that, that sounds right. Yep. Yeah, Bill, Bill shit on us after that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, because we went, we just won a Super Bowl. We went, I think we started out two and zero. Yeah. So, so, so we had the nineteen. I don't know, straight whatever it was, the record, right. whatever it was. Right, right, right. Twenty one. Well, I don't it, know. Yeah, twenty one straight yeah, wins. It, I remember yeah, that. It was yeah. twenty one. Right, and uh, we got beat, and I think the quarterback was a guy from Florida. The it was, Gators. Um, it? it wasn't Tebow. No, no that was, the other that guy was before Tebow. The yeah. guy before Tebow. Grossman. Yes. Rex yes, Grossman? It was. Yes, Rex Grossman. Okay. It's all coming back to me, guys. Yep. Look, it's all <laughs> yep. coming back. Rex Grossman was shitty. And we got beat. Oh, my goodness. But after that, Bill got it. Got into us, man. I, I don't yeah. know what happened that year. But we were so focused yeah. on on everything, you know, day to day, just the snaps. We was in, I know what too. I'm gonna say this: we was in so much. We was in, for our win was amazing. Our conditioning was top level. I mean, we did so much running in between practice and after because Bill was like, the way Bill get to us, he said, you know what? Y'all don't play defense. You know what? I know why. Cause y'all not in shape. That's why. That's why. That's why we can play good defense because in the third and fourth quarter, if your endurance is high, and and where it's supposed to be at, yeah, you shouldn't be making any mental errors or messing up. Because we was messing up a lot in the third and fourth quarter. So Bill said that was our win, our conditioning. He ran us to death. Yeah. And then and then for us, you know, us us geniuses, we started running more in between, like offense defense period. So we started doing that more and more. So after that, that became like a habit and a norm. And then all the younger guys started doing the same thing. And I'm gonna say this: other teams they don't they don't do that. A lot of guys just wait to run after practice. Yeah, we did it in between, you know, because like the starters they go the first two snaps, and then everybody else fills in the backups, and then the scout team. So we always running cross fields. And then at one point, Bill used to record us running, so we used to watch it. After we watch, we watch team film like in the morning. 
So a lot of times, the offensive linemen, they start running across field. They, they start mooning everybody, pulling their pants down, <laughs> running. Guess who started that? Mad Light. <laughs> so it was just so That's much – we had so much chemistry as a team, but it was it was fun. It was work, but we try to find – you know, you try to find ways to, to laugh because that right. was always important. Right. What was Vince Wolfork like as a teammate? Oh, Vince, man. You know, when Vince first started, the you, the you, the you, you know, he didn't want, you know, he didn't want, he had a chip on his shoulder. I mean, he lost his parents, so that was tough for him. Mm-hmm. And and um, he was just different, man. I mean, he was a hell of an athlete, uh, hard-nosed, tough guy. Then, you know, you're not, you're not going to, but you're not about to disrespect him. He's a big man. You know, he, yeah. he's going to make sure and let you know. Oh, yeah. So I remember my, my first, second year, first year, second year, me and Vince, because I remember we had a, a rookie night. We, we almost got in a fight at, at the rookie night. Oh, really? And, and uh, yeah, because we was at uh, Smith and Wolinski, and people kept pointing at me and saying, I'll eat all the lobster tails up. So he came and checked me. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> so he's he keeping tabs on the lobster tails anyways. It was Steve and Neil, because okay. all the older guys was taking the lobster tail and taking champagne home. Yeah. And I'm like, I know why you're picking on me, because you're scared to pick on Willie, Rodney, and everybody else. So he yes. was picking on me. And then we we went at it, and I'm like, we went downstairs, and I followed him to his car. You know, he was talking shit, so I followed wow. him to his car. You know, and I'm like, come on, dude, let's go. Whatever, what's up? But it's just crazy, man. But we we like this, man. I talked to yeah. him last month because we've been doing some like crawfish together. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, yeah no, but, he's uh, big into cooking. He lo- he's oh, always yeah. grilling out. Yeah, he, he, he's big he into never, barbecue, right? He, he never missed a meal. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, like, um, what's up? What's up? So when he when when you were on the Texans for a little while, was he there? Was that no? He wasn't. He no, wasn't there like, yet. No, when I was there, I mean, shit. It was uh, what's the linebacker from USC? I was on the steroids. Oh, Cushing. 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 Brian Cushing. Dude, hey, hey, that dude that, crazy. That dude yeah. Crazy. No, I watched a video of him. I watched a video of him mic'd up once, and I was like, this guy is a lunatic. Dude, dude. He. I bet you got some stories about him. I bet you got some stories. <laughs> That dude was nuts, man. Yeah. I mean, I was there for three weeks just to see the DNA of another team because Mario Williams got hurt. Yeah. They, brought yep. me in just to re- they brought me in just to hang out. Other vacation, I retired after that. I did not even see Mario Williams at all. Like Really? At all. So that's, wow. the difference between, that's the difference between, like, New England setup. Right. If a guy get hurt or uh, is season-ending injury – you're going to still see that guy around the locker room. He's going to stay with the, the team, cafeteria. yeah. And that's just did, a classy dude, thing to do. Right. Yeah, that, that dude went ghost, man. So, wow. pushing, it was, uh, it, was Matt, it was Matt Schaub, the guy that put up 400 yards on us in Atlanta. The running back was, I forgot the guy from Tennessee. He hit the 2,000 yards, whatever. Oh, so, oh, John. Yeah, but then the receiver, right, from Miami, right? What's his name? Andre uh, Andre Johnson. Andre Andre. So yeah. it was. Yeah. So I remember watching him practice, and I'm like sitting there, just like st- I'm a student of the game. I'm studying it. I mean, they was putting shit in the dirt. You gonna run this route? You run this route? 
Yeah. So I'm like, this is how those guys catch 90 catches in a year. It's, it's just it's just different when you see the way other ball clubs perform and the way they yeah. do business. Yeah, man. Houston was funny. But, yeah, but uh, Cushion, yeah, he was juiced all up. Well, he got off it. He got off it when I was there, but you could tell. He's he said the rage. Oh, yeah, that dude was nuts his rookie year, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bleeding his shit like, I don't know. Anyway, like Rocky, <laughs> Rocky Balboa. Yeah. <laughs> So I just wanted to comment that it's pretty interesting, I guess, from like an outsider's view, I would assume any team at the NFL level would be sort of running things about the same way. But like you mentioned how going from the Patriots oh. to other teams, it's like seeing ancient history and play. And that's, it's, yeah. it's a little surprising to me. I would assume like there's some standard of facilities and, and how teams would act at this point. But I mean, that's kind of, it's interesting to hear at least. It's, it's very, and I know a lot of teams try to mimic other teams, but you can't mimic other teams unless you've been in the program as a coach, trainer, whatever whatever it is, you know. Um, There's a lot of industry so, secrets, it seems. Yeah, and, and I know, like, Denver hate hate New England guys. So, I mean, it was, Denver, Denver sucked for me again, but then I went to Houston, and so many guys was asking, like, how y'all do this? How y'all do that? What y'all do for this? What would you do for this? Even like the strength coach, they just want to know what's what's the secret ingredient, you know? Yeah. Yep. Always you know, trying. Yeah. Denver Denver didn't give a shit. I mean, I remember the, the one guy, I talk about this guy because I don't I don't freaking like him. Coach Will Tootin. If I catch okay. him in the street. If I catch him on the street. <laughs> I had a back I had a back injury in college. I got in a car wreck and I had a I had my back. I put up back surgery years ago. I never had it. Uh and I played with it and I didn't like put a put a squat. I didn't put a bar on my back like for eight years. In New England I was doing like bear squats, bullet squats, one legged squats. I get there to Denver, they want me to max out on a goddamn squat. Oh I wow hate squats. I feel like they're the worst exercise that you could do. In, you know what? They're the worst yeah, they're right. You're right. When you're young, full of energy, great. The older you get, get away from them. You can do other shit to, to, to help all your other body movements. So I know, like, they had me trying to squat, and they had me doing push press, some other shit, Olympic. I'm like, I'm not training for the goddamn Olympics. <laughs> yeah. you, you know? And, man, and I was saying no. And I did some of it, and then they said, "Well, you if you don't do this, you're breaching your, your your contract." And I was like, "F my contract! I'm not about to break my back for you." And I said, "You know what? Right. Better yet, call call, call call the strength coach at New England. He'll give you all the shit I did my last eight years." He's like, "Who is that?" I said, "You know who the fuck he is. He got six <laughs> Super Bowl rings, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> you want to after that? that? After that, Will Tootin, the strength coach, we did not get along. Yeah. After that day. Yep. So I being in those, so being was, in those yeah. other, uh, those other it locker sucks, rooms, it's, you, yeah, and you it sucks, kind of, man. you were kind of able to see why New England is, you know, what separates them from everyone else. Yep. Yep. And look, and after that happened, that was the end of me. I'm yeah. like, bro, I'm, I'm not about to break my back, man. Yeah. yeah. Know, it'd, be, it'd be paralyzed for you. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a big difference, man. And then I always tell guys, now, people don't know this. My last year in New England, I was a free – no, I became a free agent, right? People think I got traded, I got cut. But my contract was done. 
I played my eight years. They wanted me to come back for four more years. And I didn't because my agent and Bill got into it. Yeah. Really? The Bill was like, hey, man, retire a patriot. And if I could go back when he said that shit, I, I would have like, you know, he, you know what he told me? Cut my guy loose. Damn, I, I should not be saying this. Mm. <laughs> wow. He's like, man, cut, he like cut yeah sure. He like <laughs> yeah sure. <laughs> yeah, he was like cut, cut your guy loose. I'm like Bill, I can't do this, man. I mean, this is my guy from day one. It was just crazy. Look, mm-hmm. I could come on for another part, sixty-one point point A or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but absolutely. man, it, it, it's a cutthroat business at the same time. And I could have stayed a patriot and retired a patriot. He he gave me my same contract that I had going to my fourth year. So it was just yeah. like. I should have did it, but hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, right? Yeah. Well, look at look at now. Now you got a, a growing shrimp business. You know, and you're yeah, coming out with new ways. You I'm know, some you PPE, know? some masks and shit. Come oh, on, baby. Yeah. Gotta exactly. Love it, hey, what y'all think about what y'all think about just Boston, man? Because see, down here in New Orleans, it's different down here. People are everywhere. People are still like living. You know. It depends on where you yeah. go. I, I have there's still plenty the of people. There's still plenty of people out. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people out driving. There's a lot of cars on the road still. But I don't yeah, know what so people are doing, really. <laughs> I, I live, like, right down from the beach, and there's a ton of people out, like, up and down Everywhere. the beach. People, the, nicer, the nicer the weather gets, the more people are just going to be like, screw this, <laughs> you know? It's like – I know, man, but, but then you're going to have all this – COVID nineteen. I mean, the virus no, no, will come back. I know. I mean, I mean, you saw. I, I knew this was gonna happen. They, they do another stimulus package. They say it's until January for unemployment. I'm like, dude, nobody. People are gonna be dying. I mean, right. business is gonna die. Yep. Oh, yeah, definitely. Places is. around here have already shut down. Actually. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and even like when you do come back, like phase three. I th- I'm not sure what phase, but they say what 25 percent is gonna be the occupancy for restaurants. They're going to bankrupt because a lot of restaurants need to be at 50% just to break even. Right. Yeah. A lot, you know, I mean, unless you're McDonald's and shit. I mean, they don't need that. Right. Yeah. They got a drive through, but it's just sad what's going on with this COVID 19. I mean, people die more driving cars every day, man. It's true. So true. Yeah. And, the shutdown you know, is tough. Look, and I ran something. Wait, I read something. My guy sent me something. He was on the back of somebody's car. Y'all might have seen it. They were saying we need to shut down the highway for 14 days if people keep getting into accidents or something. It's like the same thing. If people keep dying, shut down for 14 days. Right. Until, and, then we, and then we put them in a different class to get them going. Depends on the category. It's the same thing, you know? It's exactly the same thing. Shit. It's yeah, crazy. It's definitely been I mean, I, I'm lucky enough I'm able to work from home, but I know not every every business can do stuff like that. So it's it's been hard no. to uh yeah. and, and just like seeing I I miss going into the city. I miss comedy shows, like you know, going to see uh, yeah, like, concerts, like going to games, all that stuff. Absolutely, so, yeah. No, I'm on, I'm on the video. Yeah. I mean I mean I, <laughs> man, you sweating, bro. Where you coming from? Working out, okay. You're looking good, man. Uh-huh. Looking good. <laughs> Special yeah. guest. Yeah, my boys. Yeah, I'm in the city, in New Orleans. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, we made it. Nice. Yeah, nice. yeah man. Yes. And how, and how long have we been on for? 
Yeah, we've been almost how long an hour and a half, actually. Hour and a half? Damn. Awesome. Well, you made pretty good time getting down there. Yeah. I did. I did. Or up there. Is it up or down? Or it's, across? Uh, That's down, right? Uh, well, well, it's a little south, but it's uh, it's, it's southeast. Okay, southeast. Okay. Yeah, y'all yeah, been in New Orleans before? I haven't. I want to go. I definitely want to go. Yeah, I've never been. Shit face My... every night, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fun. My parents went to the first Super Bowl, the first Patriots, uh, the first one they won. 1985? Oh, oh. No, the, oh, one. the oh, one. 2001. Oh, one. Yeah, oh, yeah. One. Okay, yeah, okay. So they were down there then. but And I always yeah. used to tell my father back then, I, I used to say, come on, let me go to the game. I was, I don't know, eight years old. I go, come on, I'll, I want to go. I'm going to have a good time. You're too young to be in the city, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As I later found out. You're too Check young to party. Out. Check this out. I got your autograph oh, so. ready. Oh, really? I got your autograph, yeah. Where was that, man? You found out some was, dungeons? Uh, <laughs> this was 2002, your rookie year, I believe. Wow. You, okay. you came to uh, my hometown, and you played in a flag football game against our local fire department or something like that. I swear to God. Hip switch? I think Hip I switch? was there. Hang him. Hang him. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, kick your ass, right? We won. Probably, <laughs> probably. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that was that was fun. That was with the pro, the all stars with um, with the guys Fred and Steve. They got the they got the steakhouse, the casino. Fred Smurless. Oh, Smurless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Steve Diossi. Yeah, yeah. Steve Diossi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was great, man. We I did a bunch of those my first two years. That yeah. was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, That's that was awesome. a good time. That was uh. I I saw one of them. Uh, you guys were playing a charity softball against like Quincy Fire and uh, Police yeah, or something. Yeah, Switch Quincy. Yeah, we we went everywhere, man. Everywhere. So I remember. Really nice. I remember Kevin Falk was on the um, on the team that I saw play softball, and like every single like every time you guys hit the ball, the ball was going. I it was know, good. Was, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it was so going it back. Was, then, yeah. I got to ask about your the Jarvis Green Foundation. I don't, I don't use it anymore. I mean, it's, oh, still, you don't? it's, still, it's still active. I mean, okay. we did stuff. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to relaunch it, but I was supposed to last year. But I, hopefully I do it like next year. But it helps disadvantage single working mothers. But we're going to change uh, our um, – what is it called, man? I'm going nuts. We're going to change uh, mission. Yeah. And did I say that right? The mission, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. And then we like we go right. trying to we're trying to figure out what we're gonna do it for because I want to find the right cause. And to me, like one of them is hung, uh, hunger, but I got to figure out what exactly uh, who we're gonna help. Yeah. So once I realized that, because we did the disadvantaged working single working moms after Hurricane Katrina, but that was down here. But then when I do it again and relaunch, it's gonna be more just for the northeast area. Okay. So, awesome. I mean, it's going to be for single moms. It's going to be for single moms, homeless, or for the kids. It's going to be one of those awesome. three. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So. Hell yeah. That's, That's awesome. good to give back. That's good stuff. Yeah, that is good. Yes. Got to appreciate it. So, I know, you, I know you're in New Orleans. I have, uh, and it's it's not an important question. So, if, if you got to get going, you don't, you don't have to answer it. But I, I got to uh, – all right. So before the before the draft, they always talk about how you get these crazy questions. 
like the, the teams will ask you like the craziest shit. So what was the craziest question that you got? And what was the craziest answer you gave? Well, somebody asked me, what's my excuse for my first two years of playing to my last two years of playing at LSU? What's, what's, what happened? But see, I got in a car accident and my back, Oh, that was yeah, my crazy question. Because, look, I was a fourth-round draft pick. I didn't know that. I thought I was going to be. I supposed to be a free agent, uh, a seventh round. I wasn't supposed to play in the league. I was. I was a tweener. I was going to be in a few training camps. I was going to go from team to team. That was that. That what they had me labeled as. And they say he was a great college player, but he'll never be a, a good pro player. Uh. The only reason why I got drafted is because of Nick Saban and Belichick. And people say, why do you say that? Because one day Belichick told me in my fourth year, he said, go and tell your coach the only reason why you got drafted is because of their relationship. But but Saban, but Bill knew what he was looking for, right? Yeah. Just, yep. like just like Bill drafted the first-round draft pick. I mean, who's that guy? Second pick, the second oh, round. Who's, Kyle, who's Duggar. That Kyle Duggar. Yeah. What, what school is that? It's a high school. Yeah, I don't know. A, I don't know. That's a Day high two. school. Jesus Christ! <laughs> What's it called? What's the school called? I forget. It, I don't even. Exactly. It had a hyphen in it. Yeah, it had a hyphen. Exactly. They showed exactly. clips. They showed clips of him playing, and like the back, there were no stands in the background. It was like dorm rooms behind him. I was like, yeah, "What school yeah, is this?" <laughs> right. Yeah. That, yeah. Right. I'm gonna get off. I, I got an interview with guys from Boston. Oh, so tell them about the party. Yeah, the party, the party. <laughs> but um, but the draft—that was my draft. I mean, look, my roommate was Albert Hainsworth. Okay. I mean, I, oh, I know yeah. he's dying now. He was crazy. He was crazy back in the day. Yeah. Crazy roommate. You know, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully, he makes it with his kidney situation. You know. Yeah, for sure. Praise up. He was. He also had a little stint with the Patriots. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I I, I know him a few times. He's nuts, man. He's nuts. So, yeah, well, uh, all right, guys. Yeah, we can let you go. Um, yeah, yeah this has been know, awesome. Yeah, you got some good good work to go take care of right now. So, hand yeah, it we out definitely we definitely want some. Uh, we we definitely need some shrimp, though. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. We'll be well, in yeah. Look, send me the address. Okay. Because y'all in different locations, right? Yeah. 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 That's right, social distancing. That's right. Right, exactly. We We're have doing to our be. best. <laughs> yep. We're at least All six right. feet apart. Right. Yeah, far away. <laughs> but, guys, but thank you again, man. It was great. And, look, yes, if you ever need me to awesome. come back on, I'll come back on, man. Hopefully we, we got appreciate more, it. more good stuff to talk about, definitely. Yeah. Yes, yeah, for absolutely. sure. You definitely shared sure. some we good stories. We back. appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Ocean's 97. Check it Ocean's out. Ocean's 97. Ocean's 97. Thank Let's you so go. much. All right, guys. All right. Drive a Boston screen. Thank you. Let's Thank go. you. Peace out. Thank you. See ya. Peace. Peace.